0: Good morning and welcome to St. Anne's, the fifth Sunday of Lent. Monsignor Watkins, our pastor, will pray our Lord's Mass for us each this morning. Our opening antiphon is on page six. Give me justice, O God, and plead my cause against a nation that is faithless. From the deceitful and cunning, rescue me, for you, O God, are my strength.
1: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you and with your we come together as God's family asking for every good gift of pardon peace and strength as we pray for deliverance from the evil of this pandemic of coronavirus we pray for all who are afflicted by the disease for all doctors and nurses and caregivers for all those who worry in anxiety that the Lord may truly deliver us from every evil and grant us peace in our days Forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Kyrie
2: eleison. Kyrie eleison. Christe eleison. Christe eleison. Kyrie eleison.
0: Kyrie eleison.
1: Let us pray. By your help, we beseech you, Lord our God, may we walk eagerly in that same charity with which, out of love for the world, your Son handed himself over to death. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen.
0: A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord God, O my people, I will open your graves and have you rise from them and bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and have you rise from them, O my people, I will put my spirit in you that you may live, and I will settle you upon your land. Thus you shall know that I am the Lord. I have promised, and I will do it. Says the Lord. The word of the Lord.
3: With the Lord there is mercy and fullness of redemption. With the Lord there is mercy and fullness of redemption. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord, Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my voice in supplication. With the Lord there is mercy and fullness of redemption. If you, O Lord, mark iniquities, Lord, who can stand? But with you is forgiveness that you may be revered. With the Lord and fullness of redemption. I trust in the Lord, my soul trusts in His word. More than sentinels wait for the dawn, let Israel wait for the Lord. With the Lord there is mercy. And fullness of redemption. For with the Lord is kindness, and with Him is plenteous redemption. And He will redeem Israel from all their iniquities. With the Lord there is mercy and fullness of redemption.
0: A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, those who are in the flesh cannot please God, but you are not in the flesh. On the contrary, you are in the Spirit, if only the Spirit of God dwells in you. Whoever does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is alive because of righteousness. If the Spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, the one who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his spirit dwelling in you. The word of the Lord.
3: Thanks be to God. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. I am the resurrection and the life, says the Lord. Whoever believes in me will never die. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory.
1: The Lord be with you. With your a reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you. Glory. Now a man was ill, Lazarus from Bethany the village of Mary, and her sister, Martha. Mary was the one who had anointed the Lord with perfumed oil and dried his feet with her hair. It was her brother, Lazarus, who was ill. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, saying, Master, the one you love is ill. When Jesus heard this, he said, This illness is not end in death, but is for the glory of God that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. And when he heard that he was ill, he remained for two days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just trying to stone you and you want to go back there? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in a day If one walks during the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks at night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. He said this, and then told them, Our friend Lazarus is asleep, but I'm going to waken him. So the disciples said to him, Master, if he's asleep, he will be saved. But Jesus was talking about his death, while they thought he meant ordinary sleep. So then Jesus said to them clearly, Lazarus has died, and I'm glad for you that I was not there, that you may believe. Let us go to him. So Thomas, called Didymus, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go to die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now, Bethany was near Jerusalem, only about two miles away. And many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary sat at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise. Martha said to him, I know he will rise. In the resurrection on the last day, Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I've come to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who is coming into the world. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary secretly, saying, The teacher is here and is asking for you. As soon as she heard this, she rose quickly and went to him. For Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still where Martha had met him. So when the Jews who were with her in the house, comforting her, saw Mary get up quickly and go out, they followed her, presuming that she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, She fell at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her weeping, he became perturbed and deeply troubled and said, where have you laid him? They said to him, sir, come and see. And Jesus wept. So the Jews said, see how much he loved him. But some of them said, Could not the one who opened the eyes of the blind man have done something so that this man would not have died? So Jesus, perturbed again, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay across it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the dead man's sister, said to him, Lord, by now there will be a stench. He's been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you for hearing me. I know that you always hear me. But because of the crowd here, I have said this, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said this, he cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out. Tied, hand and foot, with burial bands, and his face was wrapped in a cloth. So Jesus said to them, Untie him, and let him go. Now many of the Jews who had come to Mary, and seen what he had done, began to believe in him. The Gospel of the Lord. Kindly be seated now for a few moments. We welcome everyone who joins us as we live stream our mass here at St. Anne's on this fifth Sunday of Lent. And we invite you to participate as best you can with your prayer, your reverence, and your devotion to our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. Because I know that many of you, all of us, have been denied that privilege with this pandemic of the coronavirus as we close our churches. But here, by means of this amazing electronic media, we can communicate with you the best we can and bring you the joy of the gospel. When Blaise Pascal said, All of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. He clearly did not foresee the coronavirus. One implication of this virus, however, and the social distancing necessary to slow its spread is a nation where quiet rooms have become very common. With the obvious exception of rooms that also confine children, Many Americans are experiencing a strange stillness in places where their lives were once lived loudly. This quiet can feel oppressive. So we turn to Netflix, podcasts, cable news, and other diverting stimulation. In the absence of a real schedule, the days tend to run into each other, marked only by the never ending cycle of coronavirus task force briefings. We set our watches by the rise of Dr. Tony Fauci in the East to learn of the latest breaking news. To many of us, the space between ticks of the clock seems especially long. Silence is often a place where fears gather, and the current crisis offers endless opportunities for worry. There are worries about the health of our elderly loved ones about the personal consequences of the economy, about the disruption of important plans and postponed family events, and an endless worry about tomorrow and next month and months ahead. All this creates a lot of anxiety for all of us. We've had to interrupt our plans and postpone everything. It is not easy. The most enterprising among us interrupt our anxiety with telework, if that's what we do, with long socially distanced walks, with Zoom chats among friends and relatives. But this still leaves a lot of time on our hands. And the question naturally arises, can the quiet serve some constructive purpose? Not the kind of purpose found in reorganizing our closets or kitchen drawers but in living a better life? Can the quiet also bring some contentment, serenity and peace? This is what most religions promise in times of fear, not immediate deliverance, but the hope that suffering and failure are not final. This does not release anyone from worry and heavy responsibility, but it does promise that worry and responsibility don't need to consume us. It promises that a voice of reassurance can speak out of the silence. It promises that the stillness of a pounding heart can be replaced by the stillness of a wise trust. This perspective is not uniquely Christian, but is illumined by the gospel in which Jesus tells us, do not be afraid. Over and over again, he tells us, do not be afraid, but to trust in the eternal love, compassion, power, And mercy of our Heavenly Father. In some way, stillness and trust are the substantial elements of today's gospel about the raising of Lazarus from the dead. We just heard in the gospel that Lazarus had been dead, truly still, in the tomb of that room where he died. The family and friends, Martha and Mary, were gripped by anxiety and fear. They were weeping and sad worried and upset Jesus too weeps at the news of the death of his good friend Lazarus he is also very upset we're told by John that he was greatly perturbed deeply disturbed but then he does something to address that sadness along with their fear and doubt he tells them to trust take away the stone he says take it away Permit me to quote a beautiful reflection about this gospel in light of what we've been saying, given by John Cardinal O'Connor, the former Archbishop of New York, whose 20th anniversary of death we will honor in May of this year. His eminence was a very close friend of our families and an inspiration to my vocation to priesthood. In light of the times we're going through, his thoughts are worth quoting here. He writes, Jesus weeps, over my sins and yours. Jesus weeps for others who have been the victims of tragedy. Jesus weeps for those who have been involved in those tragedies. Jesus weeps for all those over whom a cloud seems to settle because of tragedy. Then follow with the gospel. Before Jesus did anything but weep, He asked the sisters of Lazarus, the dead man, do you believe that I am the resurrection and the life? Do you believe that I am the light of the world? Do you believe that I can bring the dead to life? When they say, yes, Lord, we believe, then Jesus said, take me to the tomb of Lazarus, where Lazarus had been dead for four days. They warned Jesus that the body would be corrupt. But what did he say? Take away the stone. Take away the stone. Only when they took away the stone did Jesus say, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus was restored to a new life greater than he'd ever dreamt before. Our divine Savior says, Do you want life? Do you want light in the darkness? Then take away the stone. Only we know if there is a stone before our hearts, take it away. Only we, with God's help, can remove that stone. Then the Lord, who suffered and died for everyone in the world, can say to each of us, Rise to new life. Be filled with the Spirit and with light. For many, the stone which may presently seal us in our rooms and homes right now during this pandemic, may seem so heavy to move. We say, I can't move it away. I feel trapped inside. I will die here alone. Within the seeming tomb of your room, in the stillness and quiet of that place, Jesus weeps for you. He weeps with you. But he promises new life if you can believe in his power to raise you up. So don't be afraid to nudge that stone a bit from what closes you in and keeps your heart open to his power and his grace to heal, to transform, and to bring some life to your weariness right now. Do it now. Remove the stone and allow our Lord to enter. And raise you up. May the Lord in His goodness bless you this day, your family, your friends, as we pray always for those afflicted with disease of every kind, and for doctors and nurses and caregivers, that truly together one day we may rejoice in the joy of the gospel together at Mass, wherein we give thanks and praise to God for every blessing and out of the evil of this pandemic. We know in faith, good will come. The stone will be taken away. Christ will be raised from the dead. New hope and the promise of life eternal pledged to those who keep the faith. Let us stand together now and profess our faith as one church when we say, I believe in one God, the Father almighty, maker of heaven and earth of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things are made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one, holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. With faith and hope, let us now call upon the Lord in prayerful petition.
0: For Pope Francis, Archbishop Gregory, for all bishops, priests, deacons, and for all ministers of our church, that he may be gave given the grace of the Holy Spirit to faithfully and lovingly minister to the Church of Washington, we pray to the Lord.
1: Lord, hear our prayer.
0: For those who are preparing for baptism and for reception into the Church during the Easter season, that these 40 days may be a time of joyful discovery of God's great love for them, we pray to the Lord.
1: Lord, hear hear our hear our prayer.
0: For all of our parishioners who are ill or recovering, For all who are imprisoned, abused, or suffering in any way, that they may be delivered from every evil, we pray to the Lord.
1: Lord hear our prayer.
0: That the Holy Spirit may enkindle in the hearts of young men and women the desire to offer their lives in service to the church as priests and religious, we pray to the Lord.
1: Lord Lord, hear hear our prayer. prayer.
0: That those who have gone before us, marked with the sign of faith, may find light happiness, and peace in the presence of the risen Christ, we pray to the Lord.
1: Lord, hear our prayer.
0: That God will hear the prayers we now offer in the silence of our hearts, we pray to the Lord.
1: Lord, hear our prayer. Gathering all these prayers aloud and those in the secret of our hearts, we ask the lively intercession of the greatest woman known to this universe, Mary Immaculate, Our Lady of Mercy, the Pieta, we pray together with fervent hearts. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, thy mercy hear and answer me. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Kindly be seated now as we prepare the gifts of bread and wine that become for us the body and blood of the risen Lord. And for those who are our parishioners and visitors and friends, please remember your contributions to St. Anne's during these times can greatly assist us as we continue our administration of the parish. We don't have the benefit of public collections at this time during Masses, so we do rely on your faithful support. So please remember us now and always as we continue our work in ministry here, bringing you the gospel over the next several weeks through this electronic media. Also, join us next Sunday for Palm Sunday at 11 o'clock as we live stream the Liturgy of the Lord's Passion on Holy Thursday at 12 noon, on Good Friday at 12 noon, and on Easter Sunday at 11 a.m. In the meantime, pray with us as we pray for you, and be safe trusting the Lord's power to keep you in his love, his mercy, and tender compassion. Thank you. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth, and work of human hands, it will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine. May we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink. Pray that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father.
0: May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands. The praise and glory of his name for our good and the good of all his holy church.
1: Hear us, Almighty God, and having instilled in your servants the teachings of the Christian faith, graciously purify them by the working of this sacrament through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts, let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For as true man, he wept for Lazarus, his friend, and as Eternal God, raised him from the tomb. Just as taking pity on the whole human race, he leads us, by sacred mysteries, to new life. Through him, the host of angels adores your majesty and rejoices in your presence forever. May our voices, we pray, join with theirs in one chorus of exultant praise as we acclaim. Sanctus,
2: Sanctus, Sanctus Dominus Deus Sabaoth, plenis sunt et terra, gloria Tua. Hosanna in excelsis, benedictus qui venit in nomine Domini. Hosanna in excelsis.
1: We give you praise, Father most holy, for you are great, and you have fashioned all your works in wisdom and in love. You formed man in your own image and entrusted the whole world to his care, so that in serving you alone, the Creator, he might have dominion over all creatures. And when, through disobedience, he had lost your friendship, you did not abandon him to the domain of death, for you came in mercy to the aid of all, so that those who seek ...might find you. Time and again you offered them covenants... ...and through the prophets taught them... ...to look forward to salvation. And you so loved the world, Father Most Holy... ...that in the fullness of time... ...you set your only begotten Son to be our Savior... ...made incarnate by the Holy Spirit... ...and born of the Virgin Mary... ...he shared our human nature in all things... ...but sin. To the poor... ...he proclaimed the good news of salvation. To prisoners freedom, and to the sorrowful of heart, joy. To accomplish your plan, he gave himself up to death, and, rising from the dead, he destroyed death and restored life. And that we might live no longer for ourselves, but for him who died and rose again for us, he sent the Holy Spirit from you, Father, as the firstfruits of those who believe, so that bringing to perfection his work in the world, he might sanctify creation to the full. Therefore, O Lord, we pray, may this same Spirit graciously sanctify these offerings that they may become the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ for the celebration of this great mystery for which he himself left us as an eternal covenant. For when the hour had come for him to be glorified by you, Father most holy, having loved his own who were in the world, for he loved them to the end. And while they were at supper, he took bread and blessed it, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, taking the chalice filled with the fruit of the vine, he gave thanks and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. of faith, we proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we now celebrate the memorial of our redemption, we remember Christ's death and his descent to the realm of the dead. We proclaim his resurrection and his ascension to your right hand. And as we await his coming in glory, we offer you his body and blood sacrifice acceptable to you which brings salvation to the whole world look o lord upon the sacrifice which you you yourself have provided for your church and grant in your loving kindness to all who partake of this one bread and one chalice that gathered into one body by the holy spirit they may truly become a living sacrifice in christ to the praise of your glory therefore lord remember now all for whom we offer this sacrifice especially for your servant Francis our Pope, Wilton our Bishop, and the whole order of bishops, and all the clergy, those who take part in this offering, those gathered here before you, your entire people, and all who seek you with a sincere heart. Remember also those who have died in the peace of your Christ, and all the dead, whose faith is known to you alone. To all of us, your children, Grant, O merciful Father, that we may enter into a heavenly inheritance with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, the Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your apostles and the saints in your kingdom, there, with the whole of creation, freed from the corruption of sin and death, may we glorify you through Christ our Lord, to whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and
2: with him and in him, O God, almighty Father, IN THE UNITY OF THE HOLY SPIRIT, ALL GLORY AND HONOR IS YOURS FOREVER AND EVER, AMEN.
1: AT THE SAVIOR'S COMMAND, AND FORMED BY DIVINE TEACHING, WE DARE TO SAY, OUR FATHER, WHO ART IN HEAVEN, HALLOWED BE THY NAME, THY KINGDOM COME, THY WILL BE DONE ON EARTH AS IT IS IN HEAVEN. As we wait the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ, Lord, for the, the kingdom, kingdom and power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not on our sins, but upon the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Anustehī, qui
2: tollis peccata mundi, miserere nobis. Anustehī, qui tollis peccata mundi, miserere nobis.
0: Everyone who lives and believes in me will not die forever, says the Lord.
1: Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To Thee do we cry, for banished children of Eve. To Thee do we set up our sighs, mourning, weeping, in this valley of tears. Turn, then, most gracious Advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us. And after this, our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of Thy womb, Jesus. O Clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. Pray for us, O holy mother of God.
0: That we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ.
2: O sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, All praise and all thanksgiving, be every moment thine.
1: Let us pray. We pray, Almighty God, that we may always be counted among the members of Christ, in whose body and blood we have communion, lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Bow down for the blessing. Bless O Lord your people who long for the gift of your mercy and grant that what at your prompting they desire, they may receive by your generous gift through Christ our Lord.
2: Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit.
1: May Almighty God bless you,
2: the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The masses and ended, go in peace. Thanks be to God. Ave Maria,
1: Gracia plena,
2: Dominus tecum. Benedicta tui, muli et benedictus fructus and tui. Santa Maria Mater Dei, ora.